we at the Cigar Pulpit would like to take a moment to start this podcast to mourn the loss of retired Illinois State Trooper Gregory Reeves. Reeves was 51 years old and had spent more than 20 years as part of the Illinois State Police. On Friday, January 24th, he met up with some buddies to enjoy a cigar at the Humidor, a cigar lounge in Lyle, Illinois, near Chicago. He was just doing as we all like to do, sitting with his friends in a cigar lounge enjoying a stick, when a woman sitting behind them stood up and began firing. Reeves was shot dead. The shooter also shot Trooper Caton Bullock, who was off-duty at the time of the shooting, and retired Special Agent Lloyd Graham. News reports list both in serious but stable condition at a Chicago-area hospital. After killing Reeves and shooting the two others, she turned the gun on herself, committing suicide. We will not be naming the shooter as she's not what's important to remember. Reeves was, by all accounts, a good man. He was the father of a 23-year-old son. His mother told the Chicago Tribune that she never knew him to have anything against anybody and that the last time she saw him was three weeks ago on her birthday when he brought her a bouquet of flowers. We mourn the loss of the retired Illinois State Trooper Gregory Reeves, a good man, a public servant, a father, and a brother of the Leaf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And today, we are going to be breaking from our normal Friday, you know, only doing schedule the with my schedule monthly. with the My Monthly, and we'll be doing the final cigar from the January My Monthly Cigars box. Tonight, we'll be smoking the Pioneer Valley Maduro, which is a six and well, 6.2 by 52 Torpedo. The uh, cigar has a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Very nice cigar. Good aroma, dark. It's also uh, surrounded by, I mean, I guess, would you call it a cedar spill, a cedar wrapping? It's got the cedar wrapping around the, uh, around the body of the cigar. You could make cedar spills out of it. So. I mean, you, you could. Yeah. Although the last time you did that, you almost lit yourself on fire. My so cr- it's It was actually my crotch. Probably not the best idea for you to be playing with a cedar spill. No, but you know what? I'm going to oh now. Oh, my God. Challenge accepted. He's going to light himself on fire again, folks. At least Jen's not here to see it this time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she did get to see. Yeah, it the she last watched time. that go down. Yeah, that was that was embarrassing. So, anyway, so yeah, so no, the reason we're uh, skipping ahead and not doing this cigar on Friday's episode because mymonthlycigars.com sent us a us bonus, a bonus cigar, bonus cigar shaped like a football that we're gonna smoke in Friday's episode when we give our Super Bowl. Um, our expert Super Bowl analysis. Okay. Yes. It's basically going to be our all-around sports show. It will. I mean, it's basically going to be you and I just doing our normal sports crap that we yes. do. 
And see, that's the thing. Every time we sit around and watch a game and, uh, <laughs> you know, Jeff, neither Jeff or I are like giant sports nerds. No. Like, I'm not. Like, we'll watch a game. We'll go to I can understand the fundamentals of football, hockey, basketball, baseball. But I'm not, I'm not keeping like, a scorecard. I'm not yeah, writing I, down stats. I'm not the guy that's going to tell you, oh, yeah, the, you know, whatever team won this championship 40 years ago or yeah. something like that. Or, you know, this guy had so many points in a game. We're, we're not like Biff and we have the sports book, you know, exactly. from Back to the Future. So what we do is but we... Wouldn't it be something if we did? We tend to just sit and make fun of those people. We so. kind of do. Sorry. Anyway, so no, so... We're not not specifically those people, but that that general class. So we're gonna we're gonna basically do that <laughs> next next episode with the Super Bowl. But this time we're gonna be talking TPE. But first, it is time to cut the cigar. Now it is a torpedo, so I always end up. You're not the biggest fan. You know, here's the thing about torpedoes: I never know exactly how much to cut because I don't want to like jank up the wrapper and have it start unraveling on me. I, I always tend so to So inevitably go, what ends up happening is I cut and then I have to then cut again yeah. after I always go with the less is more theory on a torpedo. Well, the less you take off, then you have some area to adjust if you need and that, to. And that's how I do it. Yep. So yeah. So this guy a light using the uh, method that I learned from Nick Perdomo in the video on the Perdomo YouTube channel. I, on the other hand, am going to light up some cedar. I'm going to take the wrapping off of the cigar and light it with itself. Nice burn. You might want to give it a cold draw first since I completely forgot. <laughs> what is that? Don't look at me because I can't tell you at this point. Here, you want to hit off of this? No. <laughs> I am not going to slob on the same cigar that you just did. It has an aversion to that for some reason. Mm -hmm. I hate to say this. It it's I'm getting some spice. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a retro hail with the cold draw here. Hold on. Wait, it almost cinnamony. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's some spice there. Like I said, it's almost a cinnamon. I, I hate to go back to the whole clove and allspice that I talked about uh, a few cigars back, but it's kind of in that range. It's it's got a really nice flavor to it. All right then. Hmm. I mean, you know. Well, there you go. Let me get this thing fired up. What are I you getting? Say. You know, it's kind of hard to tell right off the bat here. Still giving it a couple of uh, couple of puffs. I will say it does have a bit of a tight draw at first. Well, the cedar is much quieter to light it with. And you didn't light yourself on fire, so mm -hmm. that's a plus. I will cover say, Nash, though. I will say I, I, I think the cedar does give it um, a flavor. I th I'm getting like kind of a cedary taste from it. Mm-hmm. Almost like a juniper berry or something. <laughs> what? I love juniper berries. Oh my God. You are getting so out there with some of the flavor notes, by the way. Have you never had a juniper berry? I'm no, but I just You're missing out. I'll bring you some. Okay. I like this. You still getting the cinnamon after you've lit it up? Not not as much on the light. Um there there's some kind of spice there. Like I said, it's clovey, all spicy. Okay. Um but uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting not, more pepper since we I'm not getting the, the 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 spice right now. I'm I'm mostly getting, you know. Ooh, do the retro hail, you'll get it. It's mostly just kind of a smooth. Come on, give one and cedary. You kind got of thing. this. All right, fine. I'll do the retro hail. Nick's taking one for the team here, guys. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, there's the spice. 
You get that? Um, yeah, that's yeah. it's definitely on the retro hail there. It it hits, man. That mm-hmm. that spice definitely hits. What is that? It's not pepper, although I'm getting pepper when I smoke it. But on the cold draw and now on the retro hail, I'm getting it's like allspice, cinnamon, nutmeg, maybe. Yeah, something I could see it's somewhere in that range. I could see that, like kind of a nutmeggy kind of thing. I could see that creamy stick though. It is good. It's smooth. Yeah. This very is a smooth really cigar. smooth cigar. You know what? And I have to admit, I, and, and this is just my ignorance, I mean, let's be real. There's so many companies and brands out there, but... New one to me? I am not familiar with Pioneer Valley. No, not at all. So this is, this is definitely a new one for me. You know, you know what this means. What's that? If this stick holds true through the rest of the episode... We didn't have a run in the litter this month with MyMonthlyCigars.com. I, this was a good month. January this was, this was, was good a good sticks. box. It was a good box. We are uh, pre-recording, obviously. I mean, we always kind of do, but like... A little more than normal. A little more than normal here, just due to the fact that I will be departing Tuesday morning for beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. And I'd like to point out, Jeff, that while you toil away back here in St. Louis in the 35 to 40... Uh, degree weather with some some rain and whatnot. I'm going to be in 65 to 70 degree sunny weather out in Las Vegas. You realize I hate you right now. You could have come. I could have. All it would have taken is for We're you going to in July. scrape together 250 bucks for an airplane ticket. At least at the time that I bought it. Well, I don't know true. what it's running now. And uh, all it would have taken is for you to get an airplane ticket, and you'd have been there. Because I'm sure I could have tacked you onto my media credentials. And it would have been no big deal. Yeah, but you're going to have a good time out there. You're going to get Dude, you'd have to had meet a good a, time, too. I, I'd have had a good time, but I've just got a lot going on at work and, you know, wasn't able to get away. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. You know, you and I, as much as we don't like to, can do things apart. I get it. I could have used a second pair of hands at this thing, though. True. You know, taking pictures, for the recording. R- for the right money down on the strip, I'm sure you can stuff. find a second well, pair I of hands. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've Me hiring a prostitute to come and help film this thing is not exactly the most ideal situation. I have literally. Not to mention, I don't have the budget for that. I have literally the best idea ever. What? Oh, my God. You have to make this happen. What? I want you to go find mini Mr. T and let him be your sidekick at the show. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. He's letting people kick him in the nuts for $5. He'll probably walk around with you for 100 Yeah, but then all the pictures will be of people's knees. <laughs> I was going to say all the pictures of you and him will just be you and then the top of his mohawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, guys, it, we talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure at some point. I don't know how we could Mr. T. If we but haven't, let's, we'll, let's review yeah. and reflect and recap here. So the last time Jeff and I were out in Vegas, we were walking along on Fremont Street and there was a, a um, uh, short gentleman. Yes. Very short. Very, very short. Yes. Um, that was dressed as Mr. T, and he uh, he was offering to allow you to kick him in the nuts for $5. Just 5 bucks. 5 bucks, and you could walk up and just haul off. Launch and just him. Launch this dude. And unfortunately, Jeff didn't do it. I Of the two of us, let's be real, you're the one more likely to do that What's than I am. kick a little person? <laughs> I mean, I have... <laughs> I have a line. You're the one more likely to do something like that than me. And for whatever reason, I even offered to give you the five bucks. You really did. And yeah. you didn't do it. So I, I mean, couldn't do that. Oh, dude, I would have. Boy, I hope he had a cup on or something. 
I mean, I would think so. I mean, I can't imagine he was just taking it. I mean, unless he was, well, maybe he was trying to avoid having more mini Mr. T's. And this is just a cheap way of the vasectomy. His birth control is where you're Exactly. God, just smash it. So anyway, (laughs) if you could get mini Mr. T to be your sidekick out there, even if you could just get a picture, give him five bucks and take a picture and don't kick him, that would be the greatest thing ever. Just have him holding a cigar with you. It'd be perfect. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to make it down to Fremont, though. Oh, okay. That's the thing. I'm sure if you ask the concierge, they're going to know exactly who that is. He's probably well known out there. I'm pretty sure people know him. I would think, anyway. But I don't know. You never know. I'd be shocked if they and didn't. And, hell, you got to realize, dude, that was, what, July of 2018 that we saw him? Right. It's now January of 2020. That's a, you know, almost a year and a half later. Yeah. I, he could have been kicked to death. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it might be like an NFL player. I mean, you have a finite amount of years you what, can take the kick in. I don't think it's quite. He might have retired. I don't know if that's considered a concussion, though. I mean, it's a concussion-type blow. Oh, it's a squirrel tap. I don't, know, big proportion. I don't know if it... I mean, it might give actual brain damage in the long term after a while. <laughs> Fuck my head up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, the uh, sign-in for the TPE actually is on Tuesday. And here's the cool thing about the sign-in. So it's going to be at the Sahara uh, Hotel, right? Okay. And it's going to be out by the pool. It's Ooh. going for like seven hours. Oh, that's and awesome. And you can go and sign up. And then basically hang out poolside and smoke and party. Oh. So it's almost like they've created a party out of the sign-in, which I think is pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. There's a little jealousy on my part. Then on Wednesday. I'm, I'm happy for you. but Then on oh Wednesday, it starts off at 1030 in the morning with the keynote address by Carl the Mailman Malone. Really? Yep. He has his own line of cigars, okay? I did not know that. Yes. Carl, I like Carl Malone. In fact, uh, do you remember when the, I think it was the LSU quarterback uh, smoked a cigar after they won the college championship? Yes. That was a Carl Malone Him cigar. Him on the couch. Just that was a Carl Malone cigar. living life. And so, you know, Carl Malone is a, he is the NBA's second all-time leading scorer, two-time NBA most valuable player, 14-time NBA all-star, two-time Olympic champion with the Dream Team, and named one of NBA's uh, 50 greatest players. And he's giving the keynote address. Did you mention a championship in there? Wow, dude. (laughs) Wow. Doubles. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. so Was that over the line? I mean. Doubles. You just kind of. I mean, doubles. He's got a pretty good career, and you just found a way to shit on it. It's kind of funny how you did that. I'm just joking, man. I love you, brother. And and seriously, I loved watching you play. But then at that point, that's when it starts with the keynote, and then from there, everything kind of goes on. You know, we've got a couple other um, educational seminars. There's one about making the jump into CBD. Um, There's another one later in the day about maximizing the modern oral pouch wave in convenience and tobacco retail. I don't think I'm super interested in chew. Yeah, but, not my thing. But there is a there is a 45 minute presentation all about the modern oral. I think that'd be time to go take your daily physic. I don't know. The modern oral might be a fun thing well, to go visit if you know what I mean. It is Vegas. Anyway. For the love of God. And then that night is the industry party at the Sahara Hotel. So I figure I'll try and scam my way into that. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll try. That's going to be a blast, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. I would hope. But uh, the show floor, I think I've said it before, it's going to be, it's not just cigars. It's cigars. It's, it's 
tobacco as a whole. So there's chew, there's cigarettes, there's vapes. Um, I mean, there's, are you just going to be throat punching the vape guys? All kind. I figure I'll just kind of avoid, avoid that area. Yeah. But but the nice thing is when they design the show floor, they have they've put all the premium cigar vendors in one corner. Oh, good. So basically, a quarter of the show floor is premium cigars, and it's all right there. So I can just go over there and just kind of live in cigar land. And I figure that'll be fun. Absolutely. That'll be that. That's Wednesday. Now on on Thursday, there is a educational seminar at 11:30. That's okay. the other nice thing. This thing is starting late in the day every day. They like, know what they're doing. They know what they're. Well, yes. they know everybody's going out and partying, and they're not starting everything at 9 a.m. Well, yeah. Why you would know what you? I mean, it's ignorant. If you're going to be out until three in the law. morning, why are you starting everything at nine? There should but, be a law in Vegas. So anyway. So the first educational seminar is at 11.30, and that's called Sisters of the Leaf, Selling, Marketing, and Promoting Tobacco Products to Women, which I think is a great educational opportunity yeah. for all the retailers going out there because, let's be real, you've been in the cigar shop, I've been in the cigar shop. Yep. If they can find a way to start promoting and attracting women to the cigar shop, and, and, I'm not, and, and there are plenty of cigar-loving women, yep. but there could be plenty more. Oh, yeah. Because when you, st- I mean, just going off the statistics for my Instagram page, 85% of my followers are men. Yep. You know, so if we could get that even closer to a 70-30 split, dude, just think of how much that grows the industry by Absolutely. drawing in some of those people, you know? Well, and, and Kristen. Kristen loves to smoke a cigar. Yep. You know, she likes the tobacco special. She likes the, you know, the various uh, acid cigars. You know, she even likes those little Capones. See? So, so, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's an untapped area of the market, I think. Follow that up. There's a waiting to exhale, mastering today's vapor and e-cigarette market. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have interest in that. Uh, there's a uh, seminar about local, state, and federal tobacco legislation regulations later on in that the day. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. And then finally, at three, there is the tobacco market highlights and CBD trends. You know, that's one thing I actually would like to go to because you know I'm a I know big proponent of CBD, CBD oil. Yes. Yeah. And there's going to be plenty of that out there, too. Oh, yeah. Give me all the samples you can. I, okay. I need, I need CBD <laughs> I'm, I'm actually bringing an empty bag with me. For samples? I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get samples. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not counting on it, but I'm hoping that I am. Well, if and so CBD I'm bringing samples, an empty bag yeah. for the promise of samples. Hopefully I'm not bringing back an empty bag. But I will say this, CBD, if you have problems with mood, with arthritis, with just a myriad of things, and I'm not a doctor, so let me couch this by saying that so nobody sues me, but CBD oil has so many health benefits, and I mean, I've experienced them, and it's one of those things, maybe it's in my head, maybe it's not, but it's working for me. Yeah. Then finally on Friday, uh, Friday morning, it starts with Tobacco Retail Rebooted. Jumpstart and rejuvenate your retail operation. And that, my friend, is being hosted by Dave Garofalo of Two Guys Cigars Aww. of the Cigar Authority. Aww. So and okay, now I'm my, starting to get my, more jealous. My real goal is to be able to meet Dave Garofalo out there. I, I would love for nothing else than to meet Dave. So, Well, and here's the deal. I hope we that's we the have case. a podcast... But we're big fans of the Cigar Authority. Oh, definitely. We think the world of you guys, and that would be awesome if I you mean, get to meet him. We've ripped off the cut. We, we, <laughs> we kind of did, full disclosure. Uh, well, but how many, you got to cut your cigar. Nah, so, it's exactly. Yeah. It. 
So, and then uh, later on in the day, can-do attitude, embracing cannabis. <sighs> Man, I wish I was out at this stage. And then finally, State of the Union cigar legislation update. Yep, that's going to be good. Now, let's talk about that. Full disclosure, the Cigar Authority did talk about that a little bit on their episode that came out the other day. They're predicting that seminar to be just an utter shit show. Because... I like those. This is the this is the the expo where you're going to have those big four that bailed out of PCA. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. And then you've also got some other companies that are coming out and either directly or indirectly kind of like going after them saying, you know, we are going to be at PCA and blah, 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 and all that. So there is definitely a rift in the premium cigar industry. are putting a lot of gunpowder in one room and letting it go. So it's very possible that we could have a very interesting. I'm hoping that I hear some industry gossip like yeah. in the oh, bars and whatnot. I think that's a given. I I'm, think I'm you're hoping. going to hear I'm industry really gossip. hoping that I do. Yep. I don't know. I'm hoping. Crossing fingers. Yep. So. Yeah, I definitely think you're going to yeah. be wading through industry gossip at this thing. But I'll tell you, man. Which is good for us. There are a ton of exhibitors out there. Um, I downloaded the TPE app because they have an app, which is actually really helpful. Um, you can go through and actually put a little star by all of the exhibitors that you want to you wanna meet. Oh, that's cool. And it gives the booth number. Nick is flipping through it here on his phone right now. Yeah, so it gives you the booth number so that you can actually, like, you know, keep track of, of who you of have who and haven't seen. seen. And, yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, you know, it's got the show floor map, so you can, uh, you know, zoom in and, and see the area and everything. And then the ones that are starred, the ones that you want to see – are the ones that are highlighted on the little map there. Perfect. I know. They've really made it easy. Yep. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be... I've never done anything like this, you know, a, a trade expo kind of thing like this. I mean, I've been to conventions before, but the, that was me going as the consumer. Yep. This one is, is set up differently. You know, this one is obviously for the retailer to... Um, do their business and everything. So I'm, I'm Let's be honest, curious most as to of how the this is going to be. Most of the conventions you've gone to have been comic book related. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it was just you and your big Thor outfit. I'll tell you, I don't dress up. But I'll tell you, the other I'm gonna thing. I'm going to find a picture, guys. Other, I'll post it. The other thing that's going to be interesting is, unlike PCA, where they have, like, the giant booths, you know, and everything like this. Yeah. This one, they don't really do that. This one, it's 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 definitely more subdued. It's, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, like, they're just going to have, like, a card table and that's it. But they're going to, it's a much smaller footprint for everybody. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious as to see, you know, the difference between this one and then PCA when we go in July. There you go. Now, granted, we didn't go to PCA last year, so it's hard to compare this year's to last year's. Yeah, because what we've seen of PCA's last year, I mean, it was just epic. Yeah. And a lot of that isn't going to be there. And I'm, I'm mainly looking at Drew Estates for that. Yeah. You know, they had a big, giant booth at this thing last year. Well, the oh, water dude, tower. It's not just them. I've heard about some music. of these. I've heard about some of these booths. And some of them, you know, I've been told uh, the, the square footage on some of these booths rival some actual full-on cigar shops. Wow. You know? Yeah, and it's just the booth for that one vendor. So it'll be interesting to see what that ends up looking like. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy that you're getting to go. Now that you've told me some of the lineup, I might be just a 
had jealous. So, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud you can that still, you pulled it off. You can still oh, buy I a can't ticket. Go. I no, there's no way I can get out there. You have at this point about 36 hours. Yeah, it's not going to pull this off. That's not going to happen. Well, I'm disappointed in you, Jeff. Well, I'm just I'm being as honest as I can. But I do look forward to hearing all about it from you. Utterly disappointed. Now, that being said, and Nick mentioned this earlier, we are recording this podcast a little bit early. We're also going to be recording our Friday episode, um, and that way Nick is unencumbered out there and can just partake in everything going on at the convention. Yeah, we thought about all sorts of different ways we could do this, but we figured this would be the best. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we tried putting some stuff together. It just, this is the best way to go. Yeah. And then next Tuesday's episode will be the TPE recap, where I give you... All of the things that I saw and heard and everything else while I was out there. Oh, it's all my be thoughts. A blast. Yep. Interviews, I'm looking forward. all sorts of stuff. So actually, next Tuesday's episode could be extraordinarily long because, yeah. or, or I don't want to drag this out into multiple or we could, things. We could. Well, you and I differ on that. I think a part one and part two would be just fine. Tuesday and Friday. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. But see, Friday, dude, we're going to be out in uh, Indy for that show. Yeah, but are we going to do a live show out in Indy, or are we going to do it on Tuesday? No, I figured we'd record the episode for that for well, that Friday out there. It looks like and it's a one and out then. So, you know. Stay tuned, folks. We'll figure it out. So anyway, that's the uh, way TPE is shaping up. So It's going to be cool, man. Indeed. You're going to love it. Indeed. So what are you getting on the stick? It's just, like I said, it's a good stick. Uh, I'm getting the cedar. I'm getting some pepper. Like I said, on the retro hail, I'm really getting whatever that spice is. Yeah. It's, it's creamy. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. This is a smooth cigar. Like you it know, really is. I'll smoke this again. This yeah, is. I'll seek I, this out. I was happy with this. This yeah. is. This is a nice smooth cigar. Uh, it's got a good burn line to it. I mean, construction. It's really nice. I haven't, I, had, I haven't had to clip more of the end off nope. yet. So I mean, I'm getting a good draw out of it. But yeah, like you said, the flavor wise, it's it's um, there. There's a little bit of pepper. Uh, the cedar's there, and it's just, it's smooth. I think that cedar is almost infused, though, from that wrap. Possibly. Yeah. And it could also be a mental thing. You know, we saw it, and we just kind of are like, oh, cedar. You cedar, know? yeah. You never know. But but I think once it's wrapped in that and it's in the cellophane. It does take on the life I think of it that. does, yeah. yeah. Juniper berries. Anyway. So, well, since it is Tuesday, we'll go ahead oh, and do our normal uh, new time. Tuesday segment, Ask the Boys. have a couple of questions here um plenty from our our friend and mega fan craddock dennis we love you but uh and we'll get to those but i'm going to start with a question from cuban mx okay he wants to know are you happy you know happiness is a varying scale (laughs) wow we might have just tapped into Jeff's, like, you know, uh, psyche here a little bit here. You, you may I don't have, know this main. Because it, there are layers of happiness. There's happiness, you know, in your relationships. There's happiness at work. There's just happiness in general. And it's one of those things. I talked about the CBD oil earlier. And it's one of the things I've never really experienced a lot of issues with anxiety or whatnot. But, you know, work has been a little stressful the last couple of years. And, you know, we're, we're, Nick and I are both journalists by trade. It's not and easy. No, it's not easy. It's necessary. And it's something that our communities need. And it is a struggle to stay alive. It really is. Guys, I know I've said it before. Support 
your local journalists. You know, I'm not talking about the, you know, the the big three, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. You know, I'm not I'm not talking about that kind of journalism. I'm not talking about CNN or Fox or MSNBC. I'm talking about your hometown journalists, your hometown newspapers, your hometown radio stations. There are a lot of people out there doing yeoman's work and really not making much money for it. So that being said, the last year, year and a half, I've had some issues with that where, you know, the stress has kind of gotten to me a little bit. And I will tell you that CBD oil has helped mellow that out considerably. And it's one of the reasons I'm a big proponent of it because I've seen what it's done for me. So that being said, yes, Mr. Cuban, I'm happy. I'm not going to get too in depth. I'm just going to say I'm sitting here having a cigar and recording. So at this moment, yes, I'm happy. I won't won't get into... Nick, I think we need to peel back your layers. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I want to cut right into your onion. I have good days and bad days. Have you tried CBD oil? Everybody does. No, I have not. You really should. Yeah. I just... I'm I'm not... It's not addictive. I know. I'm not one for... You're not going to get high on it. It's not full of THC. I get it. I'm not one for just... Like when I get a cold, I struggle with even taking cold medicine. Um, I'm just... I'm not the kind of person that normally likes to just take stuff cbd isn't i'm not saying it's medicine it's a natural cannabinoid that we by the way the with the laws that we've had about hemp for the last umpteen years i guess since world war ii or even before that it's a substance that we have denied ourselves because we haven't been able to eat it we haven't been able to get the oil extract from it and i'll be honest with you I'm not sure that's not one of the reasons that we have a lot of the health problems we have today because something that God gave us, a plant that grows naturally, we have banned the use of and now we're starting to see the benefits of it. And quite frankly, I mean, there are studies out there about what it does with tumors and with cancer, you know, let alone what it does with your mood or your just general well-being. And I'm not saying that any of that is untrue or or whatever. I'm just saying I have not tried it. Okay. So, so if you get some samples out there, <laughs> I think that is an experiment we need to do here on the cigar pulpit. The one and all, I will say the one and only time I've had any sort of encounter whatsoever with CBD. I burned myself on a lighter. I mean, bad. Well, it instantly blistered. Yes. I mean, it wasn't like a third degree burn, but it did instantly blister. It might have been second. It was and a bad burn. Jeff I had, watched it happen. Jeff had a CBD candle mm-hmm. on his deck, and he's like, here, here. And he like gets his finger in there and takes out a slab of like hot wax. Yeah. And he's like, rub that on your finger. So I'm just, you know, rubbing that on my finger for all the rest of the night. Just because he knew that I wouldn't let up. And so, but I will say... It didn't hurt anymore that evening, and it never hurt again. Yep. The blister went away. It was really quick. Now, again, did I burn myself that badly? Probably not. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I saw it. It was bad. So It was bad. Anyway, whatever. And you know what? It has healing properties, and why not use that? It's a natural substance. Well, that was a much more drawn-out answer than I thought Cuban MX was going to get, so we'll move on now. We will get to... All I wanted to do... Was just the whole bit from Monty Python, where it's bring out your dead, bring out your dead, and the guy's screaming, I'm happy, I'm happy, and then he gets <laughs> clubbed in the head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, we'll move on to listener Lone Cigar. You know, we just lost a member of Monty Python this past week. We did. We did. Yep. And then there were four. I love Monty Python. Wow. To this day, I'll go back and rewatch The Holy Grail over 
and over and over. It never gets old. One of my favorite skits on Monty Python, and you're just like, please let me go on with the questions, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say, Jeff, you need to focus. One of my favorite <laughs> skits. I am a little ADHD. One of my favorite skits on Monty Python. And it's, it, you know, everybody talks about the parrot, and they talk about the spam restaurant and all that stuff. I mean, those are great skits. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones ever was when they had a race for people with no sense of direction, and they fire the gun, and everybody tanks off in every direction except <laughs> down the track. It was, I laughed my ass off. The other one was a race for the deaf, and they shoot the gun off, and nobody moves. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Any of our uh, deaf listeners, by the way, I want to apologize. I, <laughs> I, I won't point out what's wrong with that statement, and we'll just move on. So, listener Lone Cigar wants to know what the most and least expensive stick is that we've enjoyed. You know what we should do? What's that? We should get someone to sit here and sign for us as we do the podcasts. It's an audio-only <laughs> podcast. I don't think that works like that. Oh. And anyway. I don't know how a sign language person would translate our idiocy. Oh, man. It would be, Yeah. It'd just be a lot of middle fingers. Exactly. <laughs> just, she just starts flipping the bird. <laughs> we should do. We. Oh my God, that's got to be one of our YouTube videos now. Oh, is there Lord. just a girl in the background just flipping us off in between signing? <laughs> Every time we say something stupid, she just flips us off. That'd be perfect. Most and least expensive cigars that you've enjoyed. That's the question we're on. That is the question we're on. Boy, that's a good question too. Um. You know, I can feel the least. Okay, let me let me jump in. There. I can def. I I know I know my most expensive cigar I've had. Okay, so I'll I'll go with the low end here because I'm a cheaper, more uh, economical smoker at okay. times. You know what? I for the money, I have a hard time beating. Um, and I think they're correct me if I'm wrong here. I think they're J.C. Newman. The Quorum. Yep. The Quorum. Yeah. Yeah. And also the Brickhouse. Mm-hmm. There are some there are some very reasonable uh, Perdomos now, out there as Brickhouse well. Brickhouse is not the same uh, price point as the Quorum. It's, but there's there's I can get a Brickhouse under five dollars. I have places I can pick those up. Okay. So not, I I've bought Brickhouses for under five bucks. Not the same size that I'm smoking. Well, no, I mean I'm smoking the big six. You're by smoking 60. the damn horse's leg. <laughs> but no, a, a normal everyday walking around cigar. Yeah, I can get I can get a nice Brickhouse. At several places in the St. Louis area, not on the Illinois side because God knows our taxes, taxes are insane, um, but on the Missouri side, I can I can get Brickhouse cigars that are very reasonable. Okay. Um, I, the Perdomos, I there are Perdomos that I get from a store. And I'll just say what it is. It's it's Captain Z's. Oh, over in South the County. Um, uh, what is it? There's the, the Factory Four the blend, Factory blend, and, and then there's also the uh, Lot Twenty Three. Yeah, those are those are affordable. Those are those are six dollars cigars, and they actually have a deal there. If you get fifteen, they give you the box price. So I'm knocking fifteen percent off of that. You know, for me, that's a reasonable stick. Yeah. You know, there are other ones out there. I've smoked some Cuban Rejects and some different, you know, ones like that. They're hit and miss. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know what you're getting when yeah. you get some of those. Well, and and to your point, I mean, I've had some quorums, and some of the quorums I've had have been all right. Some of the quorums I've had have maybe not been so enjoyable. I lean. I have some burn issues sometimes with them. Yeah, and, I you do know too. whatever else. And but I can um, power through that well, for it, a three dollar cigar. It goes back to that point of a five dollar cigar or a ten dollar cigar is twice as good as a five dollar cigar. Mm-hmm. But a twenty dollar cigar isn't necessarily twice as good as a ten dollar cigar. Exactly, and the the more affordable sticks that I've had, 
you have to take into account when you're smoking them the fact that you've paid significantly less for them. Yes. You know, so you have to be willing to put up with maybe a little bit more. Now, on the high end, and I know you smoked one today before I linked up with you, mm-hmm. um, the Davidoffs. I've had some very good, you know, higher-priced Davidoffs. Um, some of the uh, Leaf by Oscar, um, the Wild uh, Hunter. Those, those aren't anywhere near the same well, price no, as the Davidoff, but, though. But for me, you know, a, a yeah. 12 or $15 cigar is still, I mean, that's an expensive stick for yeah. me to smoke. You know, and you get into the uh, you get into the cigars that I like, the 1974. Yeah, it's a Casada brand, and you know they're a little more pricey for me, but they're a cigar I really enjoy. Yeah, I'd say um, for me, in terms of on the the lower end of the scale, in terms of cigars that I've enjoyed, when I get a good quorum, it's a, it's a great smoke. Yep. Um, I've had better luck with the Maduros than I have the Connecticut's. And see, I have better luck with, those. with the Torpedoes than the Connecticut's. They they tend to be a shorter well, filler. Torpedoes the size. Well, uh, okay, but there there's <laughs> okay. Then the Toro, excuse okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. But it's it's a Connecticut cigar. You're right. Yeah. And I have a better time with the Toro because, or I'm sorry, with the uh, torpedo over the Toro because it tends to be a shorter filler. And one of the things that I run into with the Toro is I will end up with the little bits of tobacco in my mouth, and I can regulate that more with the torpedo. Yeah. So on the on the on the lower or on the more affordable end, I'd say, you know, if I could get a, a Maduro Quorum, I'd be all right. Yeah. And then in terms of on the higher side, I've had a couple Cohiba, and oh, yeah. I mean we had the one that was in the my monthly box, and then I had another one that I bought for myself on my birthday in 2018, and you know, they're good sticks. Don't get me wrong; yeah. they were quality cigars. Do I feel as though price point wise they were worth the money that I would pay for one? Meh. Yeah. I mean, I I struggle I struggle very mightily with uh, paying more than fifteen dollars for a cigar. I struggle with paying more than six or eight. Um, I will say Davidoff. I I do have some Davidoffs that I like. I really like the Late Hour, the Winston Churchill Late Hour. That one does tend to run about twenty something bucks. But it's a great cigar. It is a great cigar. And, and you know, it's not one I smoke regularly. I, I will say that. It's um, it's a special cigar. Well, and the thing about Davidoff that you got, and this is where I struggle with Davidoff. We're getting into this now. Okay. Where that's, I struck, That's why the, the listeners are asking the Where questions. I struggle with Davidoff is you're paying 20 to $25 for a cigar. Yeah. But Davidoff, by and large, is not a brand that gives you cigars that, like, really punch you in the gut and give you a flavor bomb. Yeah. They're very mild, very mellow cigars, by and large, and very smooth. And I enjoy that, but it's not one... Like, for example, we're smoking this this Pioneer Valley, you know, Maduro. Yeah. And I don't know if I could follow this up with a Davidoff and enjoy that Davidoff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the price point is on the stick we're smoking. I, I hate to say I should I know that. I tell don't know you, that. Actually, the cigar that we are currently smoking has an MSRP of only six fifty. This is a great stick. So for six dollars and fifty cents, this Pioneer Valley Maduro is yeah. a really good deal. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'd say on the high end, I, I enjoy the the Davidoff Late Hour, but it's not one that I'm going to be like every day puffing away on exactly so anyway. and, and you know what I'm, I'm gonna go even one further i'll smoke a swisher now and then 
I'm not proud. Um, I know they're not a premium cigar. You know, like we've talked about before, when I go hunting and different mm-hmm. things, those are a much better cigar to smoke out in the uh, duck blind than, you know, say a 6 or $8 cigar I might have to toss down and I'm going to end up dropping it in the mud while, the you know, we're calling birds in. No, that's a valid point. So, so our next question comes from listener Barbells and Beer. Okay, then. And he has two questions. First question, where and how did you and Gator meet? Okay. So, okay. You got you to gotta flash back in my personal history here a little yes. bit. So, in April of 2014, I was working for the Illinois State House of Representatives as a press and communications person. And I ended up um, losing that position. And so I'm trying. And it was to, cutbacks and things. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like I was you weren't like, ran out of town on a rail. I don't think so. I mean, I was told cutbacks, yeah. but you know, Lord only knows. No but, one's ever told me you were ran out of town. On a rail. I mean, I might have been. But I mean, they don't run anybody out of Springfield. Yeah, I was gonna say if I'm the one that was run out of Springfield, then you what were doing the hell? something right. So yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, so I lost my job, and I was trying to figure out what to do. Around that same time period, nebulously, it's it's all kind of a bit of a blur. Uh, A couple of friends of mine and I were talking about the idea of either purchasing or starting a newspaper. Well, one of those friends knew Jeff, and they... uh, They ran for political office and and had known me through the covering them with the paper. With your paper, exactly. So they called you in on one of our little powwows at Applebee's having appetizers in the uh, late night time frame, and... You came up and started talking to us about the newspaper Because our political friend would only go there when it was half price. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway. And so never bought me an app. Okay. Not one time. <laughs> anyway, moving along. And we're going to stop talking about him so he doesn't sue us. <laughs> and so anyway. Um, Jeff Walls doesn't care. Oh. <laughs> All right. So now. Um, boy, that's an inside joke that I cannot get into. Um, no, no, no. So anyway. So, so Jeff showed up there and I met Jeff there. Well flash forward to april i lose my job and you know jeff and i just kind of were talking you know whatever else and he invited me to the illinois press association convention in springfield that june thinking that it would be an opportunity for me to maybe network and try and see if i could find some work and so i went with him there and and we really didn't know each other well at that time not really we had a good time and things just kind of all started He's my head, my hetero it's life kinda, mate. It, it's kind of hard to describe, but somehow or another, it just kind of all started settling into place, hanging out more and more, talking more and more, and before you know it, yeah, he became the Arthur to my tick. God damn it! I'm not your sidekick. <laughs> he likes to tell everybody that I'm his sidekick, and the worst part is, some people really are like, man, you know, your your buddy there, you know, your. I mean, they call me your sidekick, and it I bothers know. me. I know it does, and I love it so, so much. Anyway. But, but yeah, that's really kind of how it happened. It was friend of a friend. Yep. How, how all things happen. Yeah, it's true. Networking. So It's all about who you know. His other question is, how did you land on the name Cigar Pulpit, and what other names did you consider? I came up with the name. Now, that's true. Jeff did come up with the name. We were, I don't even remember some of the names. We were sitting that, on my back deck spitballing. And I don't even remember some of the other names that we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, um... You know, we had talked about, like, the Cigar Novice, but that was taken by somebody else. Yep. Um, because you got to remember, guys, we, as much as we talk about stuff on here, we really are, are Cigar Novices. I mean, yeah. 
you know, yeah, Jeff's been smoking a lot longer than me, but in terms of actually diving into the intricacies of the industry and everything else, I mean, I would say it's fairly safe to say that, you know, you're a novice still I've, and I've been whatnot. smoking a long time, but, you know, I, I got what I liked and I smoked it. And again, with the podcast, it's caused me to branch out. And I've smoked a lot of stuff that I would never have picked up. You know, and I and I've liked it. And I only had my first, you know, really truly diving into it. My first cigar in, I, I mean, I had a cigar before, but like really getting into it in July of 2018. Yeah. So, you know, I've only been at this for about a year and a half. And so, you know, we had considered a lot of them. Cigar Novice is the one that pops to mind. But in terms of other names, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. And I don't think we actually it, like the, kept the, notes. The to reason it or not. we went with cigar pulpit is because <laughs> Nick always joked about the Holy Perdomo and so, the Church of the Perdomo. And here's the thing: so we had considered another podcast. the The cigar pulpit is not the first one that we had talked about. We had talked about just doing like almost like a stupid morning show. It was Nick and Gator in the morning. Nick and Gator in the morning. In the morning, and. Um, in the process of that, we had very and, and we should say who we ripped off for that. Oh yeah, we ripped off uh, the community. You yeah. know, Troy and Abbott in the morning. <laughs> but um, you know, so we uh, we were we were looking at just doing like just almost like a stupid generic kind of talk show kind of thing. And, and we actually um, did that show a couple of times on my radio on station. your radio station. Yes. There there uh, there has been at least two instances. And where one Nick of those, and Gator in the morning, actually, one did. of those is floating around out there on. And both of them took one of place our pages. At night. Yeah, there is. There no, is. they were morning. They were at night. No, no, no. We did the morning show when the station was dark. When I was in the process of getting oh, the LMA, true. that first one was we did in the a morning. morning show, and we that's had, right. We had Colin, right. who was the board up, and, <laughs> go and up by in the, the way, helicopter. <laughs> yeah, he flew, he flew a helicopter, to give a traffic report from Ducoin, Illinois. In reality, Jeff just pounded on his chest, and Colin was in the other room. But you know, whatever. <laughs> we landed the thing on the station roof. On the station roof, yeah. <laughs> we told people to drive by and look at the. It helicopter. was bizarre, but but and anyway, Colin, so I got to throw this out. Colin Dorsey is going on to has gone on to bigger and better things. He still does news for us on the station, but he is actually a broadcaster now up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just doing a doing TV work, work right? man. Doing a great job up there. So and so anyway, so so. We had this other podcast, and in the process of that, we we started making characters. And yes. this is the first time we've ever talked about this. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we had we had a couple of different characters. You know, we had um, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Angry was, Arnold, you know, Angry Arnold, get to the chopper, get to the chopper. What the hell, man? You know, so we had we had Angry Arnold. That's the first time we've done Angry Arnold on here. Yeah, Angry Arnold would come on and be like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you making fun of the way I talk?" You know, and everything. And then there was, by the way, Arnold loves cigars. There was there was the chicken. Oh, the BF chicken. The BF chicken. We can't go into that. We shouldn't go into that. I can. That's up to you, guys. So let's put the explicit disclaimer on right now. So yeah, if you've got little ears in the car, this is a good time to like. We did not do this bit on my radio station. No, we did not do those. those, We did not do the chicken finds involved. So so yeah, so we had this. We found this random chicken in the barnyard that, for whatever reason, every time it talked, and it it would just say buttfuck. So we called it the buttfuck chicken. And um, I actually went so far. I actually bought a puppet. I have you the, did. We I have, have the a puppet. chicken. I might bring the puppet out to Vegas with me. Oh, my God. The BF be chicken might come you, out to Vegas. It could be like a Triumph, but, you know, a chicken with but a with cigar. The buffuck chicken. Exactly. Yes. Put a cigar in its mouth. Yes. Oh, my God. You have to do this now. 
I I, I, wanna, I, I I just might do this. I can't wait for the questions going through TSA with that chicken puppet. <laughs> and then finally, the other character that was going to be in on our little round table was Pastor Barnaby. Yes. Now, Pastor Barnaby was the cigar-loving preacher who would get up and give sermons from the pulpit at the Church of the Holy Perdomo. Yes. And he would give... Let's hear a little bit of Pastor Barnaby. Oh, I haven't done Pastor Barnaby. You've got to do Pastor Barnaby. Let's see if you can get into it. So Pastor Barnaby would give the most horrifically, (laughs) like... Sacrilegious. Sacrilegious sermons you've ever heard in your life. Like, he talked about how the Ark of the Covenant was really God's humidor. (laughs) Oh, my God. And how... how uh, uh, Moses what? lit the burning bush? Moses, yeah, his... Moses. Actually, he the burning bush was actually lit when Moses was taking a smoke break, and one of the guys came up the hill and he tossed his butt into the bush, and it caught on fire. And, uh, and it was his way you know, to explain. It was his way to explain. It. Like it was God, you know. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, there are many reasons. I we're actually going have. To hell. I actually this have part these, of that. I actually have these recordings. You do. Yes, so I do have these recordings still. You know, and. <laughs> So anyway, but um, I forgot about. That. Oh God, give me a minute. I got to get in the mood for oh Pastor Barnaby to be here. So we need a sermon from the Church of the Holy Perdomo. And now, with that sermon, Pastor Barnaby. Hello, my brothers and sisters in smoke. It is me, Pastor Barnaby, bringing you the latest <laughs> from the cigar pulpit. Today we are smoking the Pioneer Valley Maduro, and it has that sweet smell to it. It has little hints of coffee and pepper to the tea, to the to the aroma, but the palate, the palate is experiencing this dancing cornucopia of of pepper and nutmeg or some such, and it's such a smooth smoke. I enjoy Preach it so it, much. Now, when the people came. <laughs> Across the the Red Sea as it parted, they got to the other side and they felt the need to celebrate the vindication away from the. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do anymore. (laughs) Now, now vindication from the Egyptians, and so they all got out the the vertigo lighters with that big big ass tank and got out the Zakai XL hexo cutters and. Now, the really jacked up part of this is Pastor Barnaby is actually the guy from House of Cards. Kinda. Yeah. It's, it's you, the you voice. have that you have that the you, Frank Underwood. It's, it's a mix of Frank Underwood with that like T V evangelist <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Yeah. But anyway, so so no, so we were gonna do round tables where we mm-hmm. talked about legitimate issues and you know, Arnold would give his his political thought and you know, um, Barnaby then, would always take it back to cigars. And, and then the chicken. Arn- and Arnold would always do something like, you know, why is this preacher always talking about cigars? I don't understand what this has to do with goddamn cigars. And then, you know, the chicken would be over there. Buffer. And Arnold would be all like, you know. Does no one does no one understand? Does no one understand this chicken? I mean, seriously, people, this chicken is saying buffock. Am I the only one that hears this chicken saying buffock? So anyway, so... Uh, this is way more detail than barbells oh and uh, beer ever no, wanted to know. No, I think but, this is exactly this what is, they wanted to know. This is the the evolution of the cigar pulpit. And so anyway, so I had this I had this cigar loving preacher character that Jeff enjoyed so much. And so when we started talking about names, somehow or another, the cigar pulpit is what kind of rose to the rose to the top between that and the the Church of the Holy Perdomo. Yep, that's so. exactly how that went down. Well, that's way more ignorance than I ever wanted to reveal about the backstory of this thing. But here we are. 
Oh my god! I love Ask the Boys. Oh my gosh! So yeah, let's go ahead and get into some uh, questions from uh, Craddock Dennis here. He wants to know: Have you ever eaten poutine? Which, for those of you who don't know what poutine is, it's French fries with cheese curds topped with brown gravy. No, it's a Canadian delicacy. I can't nope. say as though I've ever tried it. I bet though. our friend Jen has. Oh yeah, I love cheese curds though. We were at a place last week, um, and it's called the Old Herald. It's in the Old Herald News Building, the Old Herald Newspaper in Building in Collinsville, Illinois. And they and had loaded cheese curds. They have loaded cheese curds, and I had some of those. Our our friend Dave Porter gave me some of his, and they are incredible. So, I can't say as I've ever had poutine though. I'm no. not a big brown gravy guy. No, I'm not either. I like white gravy. I like white gravy. Yeah, but anyway. We got into that with uh, Jen one time, talking about me eating squirrels, and she got all offended. I remember. Yep. So. That was a thing. Uh, he wants to know if we have any hangover remedies. He's asking for a friend. You know, here's the funny thing. I've never had a hangover. I've never drank enough to get a hangover. Because you're the good Baptist. Well, no, I'm not, saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't drank. You've seen me drink. Mm-hmm. And, but did I wake up the next day with a hangover? Mm. When, when we were at Wren Lake... At the lodge there for the uh, Southern Illinois Editorial Association. No, but you meeting. were dragging ass pretty hard. Well, that's because I had three hours sleep yeah. too. But no, no hangover. I do have hangovers. I get them really, really bad. And if somebody has a good hangover cure, let me know because they. I. I used to be able to rebound pretty good back in college. Now it's about a two or three day. Uh, rebound process that's age, and that's why i just don't drink that way anymore that's age and, and lack um, of experience because you've got out of the game drinking hard yeah you, you don't do that anymore you've drank more i think on the podcast um with your whiskey journey than i've seen you drink the entire time i've known you probably the one thing i would say is make sure you're hydrating throughout you know i yeah. mean for every drink you have make sure you slam down some water or something like that and gatorade something yeah. You know, whatever. I don't know. But otherwise, that, no, that night I, that I referenced earlier at Rin Lake, and, and I mentioned Dave And Porter. I didn't even drink that night. You didn't? No, you really didn't have Mm-mm. much. I did. I Mm-mm. did. But I was in the window. So that being <clears> said, <throat> we're not going to go into that either. So that being said, our friend Dave Porter was so lit that night. Yeah, that he, he stuck his hand in fire. Yeah, he literally, a, a log, you know how logs will sometimes crack and pop and one did that, and it rolled out of the fire. So and he just picks up this yeah. hot, flaming log and just puts thinking. it right back in the fire. And he claims he didn't burn himself, but he burned himself. Oh, every, I watched everyone it. there just was looking on in horror as he did it. And then he looks at his hand like, oh. Now, we talked to him the other day about that, and he, he does doesn't not, remember it. Yeah, he was drunk enough. He does not remember doing that. But I watched it, and yeah. I was sober. I know it happened. Oh, but. man. He had to have had, like, third-degree burns on the palm of his hand. So anyway, um, next question. What kind of farm did Gator grow up on? Was it grain, livestock? What kind of farm did you have? Okay, so when I was younger, we had hogs. And my mom was never happier than the day that the last hog shipped off to market. <laughs> because they stank. I mean, they stunk yeah. bad. And it, it, I don't know if you know much about hog farming, but if you work closely with hogs like that, that smell, that barnyard uh, it just the, permeates. It, it gets in your skin. Well, it's kind of like when I've heard that about like um, folks that work at Subway. They'll smell like bread. Yes. I when I I worked two years at a movie theater and I smelled like popcorn. Yeah. And regret. Better than hog. True. Much better. <laughs> but no, I grew up. Um, we we raised hogs when I was a kid. Now we always had a couple of cows around, you know, that we would butcher and fill up the freezer with. Uh-huh. I mean, we were your standard garden variety farm. 
Um, we had 400 acres in southern Illinois, and it, it, we basically rolled over into all grain farming, corn, beans. We had a really nice garden that we kept. But, yeah, that's the kind of farm that I grew up on. Well, there you go. I can honestly tell you I've never milked a cow. We didn't, we didn't have dairy didn't. cows. Oh, yeah. okay. Never done that. Didn't and do it, the dairy. It's always something, like, I've kind of been intrigued by it. Like, I would, I would like to experience it, but most of the dairies around us are also automated. They don't, they don't really go out yeah. and milk the cows no. anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Next question. He wants to know if we remember a company called Petrolite. He worked for them in Canada, and he wants to know if um, we remember them. Um, I did a little research, because I'll admit, I didn't know the company at all. Okay. Um, do you? I don't. Okay. That's not so ringing a bell. Petrolite was based in St. Louis, and it made chemicals used in the petroleum industry. Petrolite was formed in 1930 from the merger of uh, Tretro, Tretolite with Petroleum Rectifying Company of California. However, in 1997, Baker Hughes Incorporated agreed to acquire Petrolite Corporation for $693 million in stock. That's pretty much all I could find on Petrolite. Yeah, um, I have no idea about that. And no, unfortunately, uh, Dennis, I, I don't know anything about them. And he asked if there Maybe was any sort of... Maybe some of our listeners can throw in on that. Well, he asked if there was any sort of museum or, or like monument or any sort of like commemorative thing about the company. And I don't think so. Based upon just a little bit of research I was able to do online about this... I'm pretty sure Baker Hughes kind of like wiped the history of Petrolite off the face of the earth because um, I can't find it. So unfortunately, man, no, I I don't know. Here's a couple more questions here. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna burn through these because Dennis likes to send lots of questions and that's good, but you know they're banking up. So I'm gonna burn through these. There you go. Uh, he wants to know if we like trap shooting. Um, you know what? I I do like trap shooting. Um, I will tell you, I've got a really good friend of mine. His name is Brent Shorn. Um, we grew up together, and I just think the world of this guy. He lives over in St. Louis now. Uh-huh. But uh, it was funny. We went quail hunting together, and Brent is one of the best trap skeet shooters that I've ever met. He, he, can, he can knock every clay bird out of the air. He couldn't hit a quail to save his life. <laughs> He's done so much um, you know, clay bird shooting that he can't hit. he can't hit a live bird anymore. I uh, and so that if you're if you're a bird hunter, you kind of got to watch that because it'll it'll get your timing off. I have done it one time. Yeah, I was at a range with a friend, and um, I was there, and it was one of those places where I didn't know it at the time, but it was almost like a test. Like the guys at this range were kind of like, you know, hey, do you want to try this? And if you and if I would have said no. You were out of the club. I was going to be looked upon very unfavorably. And thankfully, without realizing that this was the case, I went ahead and said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And they ended up giving me this old, it was like an Elmer Fudd shotgun, man. It had the two two barrels and was everything. It, was and it an over-under or were they side-by-side? They by were side-by-side. Side. Okay, so it was the old school. It was yeah. an old school Elmer Fudd kind of you know shotgun here. And they, uh, they showed me how to use the little tr- uh, skeet shooter. And, you know, so so I did it. And my first shot, I didn't, like, shatter it, but I did clip it. You could okay. see some, some stuff come off of it. Yep. And, so and that's like, a hit. And that was all that mattered. Um, I didn't hit a single other one the whole rest of the time I tried it. But that first one was all it took. And apparently, because I was willing to give it a shot, they were, uh, they were happy and impressed. One of the things I've heard. And then they also said that it was impressive that I hit it because the afterwards they were like, man, it was great you hit that because like that gun pulls to the left really bad, which tells me I was just a bad shot and, you know, 
hey, compensated without even knowing. I'd so, rather be lucky than good. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, so what I was going to say is, um, in World War II, mm-hmm. you had the door gunners like on the uh, bombers and stuff that were there to protect the bombers as they flew in, you know, yeah. for their missions. And what I've always heard, and I assume it's true because I've never heard anybody counter it, is that the uh, Army Air Corps at that time was seeking out uh, guys that basically were wing shooters that, that liked to hunt quail, pheasants, that kind of a thing, because they knew how to lead the bird, and therefore they knew how to lead, lead the, the plane. enemy plane. Ah, uh, interesting. Yep. So He wants to know if we'll ever come to Canada. Could cause an international incident. Yes, that was I mean, exactly um, where I was headed with that. You know, so. I'm Although sure Jen, I think, would like us to come I, up and you visit. Know, I wouldn't mind going up to Canada at some point. Um, I, I don't have any plans for it anytime soon. But hey, the revival could go international. But that's the thing. We could, <laughs> we could take the uh, traveling freak show and Cigare Evangelical Revival. You know, international. So it's it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's just I, I can almost guarantee it's not happening this year. But um, you know, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. There you go. And then finally, do you guys ever drink Jägermeister on the rocks? No. And I would say to that, Dennis. Maybe that's why you're asking about hangover remedies. Yes. I think those <laughs> questions tied into I each think other. those questions tied together. I've never together. drank Jaeger I've once. had Jaeger with Red Bull. That was a college thing. Ooh. You would do a sh- uh, Jaeger bomb uh, to uh, kind of get your night going because the Jaeger would get you drunk and the Red Bull would speed it up. Ooh. And to this day, now I can't tolerate either jaeger is nasty stuff i don't care well, what anyone tells me jaeger yeah. is yeah I, I, and jaeger, those energy drinks are poison jaeger anyway. is foul stuff and then finally we had one question that came in through the website from travis seibert and travis wants to or he, he starts off by saying that the nearest lounge to him is over an hour away and he wants to have know if there's any suggestions for meeting other cigar smokers in his area he'd like to get connected into the cigar community um you know what i'll address that because i have a friend um his name is troy he's a friend of a friend Mm -hmm. and troy is actually in a cigar club over in st louis now i think they go to different lounges but you could set up a cigar club and you you find a patio like we're recording on tonight yep um that is uh, smoke friendly and just get a group of guys together and relax and well, enjoy. Well, I think Travis's point is that, you know, where he lives, he doesn't even know any cigar smokers even really near does, him. Does he say where he lives? Um, he lives in Wisconsin, so he's in the Chippewa Falls area. Okay, so one thing that I would point out, and I don't know what the laws are like in Wisconsin. I know how oppressive they are in mm-hmm. Illinois, but that may be a good opportunity for a business for him or someone else uh, if there isn't that type of lounge close there and there would be enough interest in doing that, it may be a good retail business opportunity. Possibly. Um, the other thing I would say is if he's just looking for some guys to sit around and just kind of shoot the shit and talk with and everything, maybe try introducing your friends to some of it, seeing if they'd like to try a cigar with you and everything. That's what I did with um, Nick. I'd also say another there's lots of these cigar groups that are popping up on instagram um there's the barrel burners there's the the ash holes there's the distinguished ruffians um oh god there's a handful more that i can't even think of now off the top of my head that's a great suggestion and so it's one of those things maybe try and see if you can get keyed in on some of those and then some of those groups might even have members near you that you just don't even realize 
Oh, absolutely. And maybe you might find some folks there. Unfortunately, this is a problem for not just Travis, but a lot of people that their cigar lounges are so far, which is why online cigar purchasing does have a place in the industry. You know, I just, man, in terms of like, what are you going to do to replicate that lounge experience and everything? That's a hard one. Because if you don't have a lounge near you, and if you're not in a position to go ahead and start one up, I I really don't know. But there's there's got to be there's got to be other cigar smokers near you. It's just a matter of just trying to find a way to find them. And I'll say this: maybe just maybe go somewhere that is friendly enough that has an outdoor patio that you can sit and smoke at, and just go and light one up and just see who says something. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been at top shooters and or hooters and or, or hooters or somewhere yep. else and i'll be sitting and smoking and somebody will just come by and be like hey what are you smoking and you tell them and they're like oh i like to smoke these and you're like oh you're a cigar smoker and yep. next thing you know you're talking cigars and everything else and it is the great equalizer it's one We've of the, said that before i think it's one of those things that you know we all kind of just hide it a little bit and i think if you take it public other cigar smokers will find you so yeah maybe we, we flock to each other yeah so I'd say I'd say it's one of those things. Maybe take your take your cigar smoking public and and see what happens. So there you go. Anyway, well that's our questions for this week. So Yay. if you have questions, make sure you get them to us. Go on to cigarpulpit.com. Go over to the contact the pulpit page and submit your questions, or drop them in a direct message to either Jeff or I in uh, or on our instagram pages either the cigar pulpit or at naked gator n-e-k-k-i-d gator there you go and this has been ask the boys well anyway so we had some good questions so uh what are you getting on your stick there guy I'm enjoying this cigar. I mean, it. This is a cigar, a cigar I definitely will seek out. This isn't just a good cigar. I've like, in, I've really enjoyed this cigar. Well, one thing to note: all of the cigars of uh, in the My Monthly Cigar boxes are available for purchase on My Monthly Cigars in their store. So, if there's one that you like that maybe your brick and mortar doesn't carry, and for whatever reason just can't get a hold of. You know, obviously, it's Cigar, like it's cigars like, are regional. It's like Jeff and I always talk about. You know, try your brick and mortar first. Give your brick and mortar the shot. But if your brick and mortar, for whatever reason, maybe they don't have an account with that company, or just for whatever and, and reason, we've learned from them why learned, that happens. Yeah, and so it's one of those things. If perhaps you can't get a hold of that cigar, you can always go back to my monthly cigars, go to their store, and purchase the cigars. You know, from them. Which I guess this is a good enough time to go ahead and talk about my monthly cigars. There you go. It is a again. Let me let me remind everybody, we are smoking the uh, Pioneer Valley Maduro, excellent cigar, good stick. This was part of the my monthly cigars January box. Basically, my monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can sign up and have cigars shipped to your house every month. Uh, we recommend the Robusto box, which is four cigars for thirty dollars. And the Nick and Gator Care Package. We get that box. And so over the course of four episodes throughout the appropriate month, we smoke those cigars so that you guys can smoke along with us and then give us your thoughts and opinions about those cigars. And so if you go over to My Monthly Cigars and sign up, you can use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, at checkout. And that will either get you 
free shipping on the first box. Or if in this case, like I said, if you can't find this cigar somewhere and you're going to go ahead and order it from them, it gets you 20% off in the store. Absolutely. And I do want to mention, Friday's episode, we're smoking the football cigar. Yes. And My Monthly has those, and I haven't seen them anywhere else. They are on My Monthly Cigars. It's a cigar by Nova Cigars, and that cigar is it's right around 25 bucks. but you do get the 20% off with the offer code Pulpit if you order while they have them. Yeah. And they do have an MSRP guarantee, which basically means that the MSRP of the uh, cigars within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So for January, I think it was like thirty-six or thirty-eight bucks that the cigars were worth. And there, but it was a thirty dollars. There was not a box. bad cigar in that no, box. No, it was a, got, it was a good box. I'm giving it a double thumbs up. So head on over to my monthly cigars. And you mentioned the socials a little bit in our uh, question and answer period there. Ask the boys. But go ahead and let everybody know how they can get a hold of us. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram. That's where we're mostly at, or at least where I'm mostly at. It's uh, at the Cigar Pulpit. Then also Jeff has his page, Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and obviously you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. There you go. Well, Nick, I've really, really enjoyed this cigar. We do have still have two more things to discuss. I just wanted to mention it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It was a good well, stick, It sounded man. like you were trying to wrap this up, but... Would I do that? Yes. I'm almost done. <laughs> I know. Jeff is almost done. And yeah. I'll be honest, I'm fairly close behind. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is a good cigar. The, uh, the I'm kind of like the preacher that uh, always put a mint in his mouth. And yeah. when the mint dissolved, he knew it was time to wrap up his sermon. Ah. And then, you know, one Sunday morning, he went on and on and on. And two and a half hours into the sermon, he's like, why won't this mint dissolve? And he realized he'd put a button in his mouth. Oh, I never heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the other things I wanted to note, uh, we are going to be starting weekly giveaways in February. And the only way you can sign up for that is to go over to CigarPulpit.com and sign up for our free e-newsletter. As long as you're on the list, you are entered to win in our weekly giveaways. So make sure you head on over there and sign up so you can get some swag. 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 And then the other thing is for our friends over in Indianapolis, the 2020 Nick and Gator Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival will be swinging into your town on Wednesday, February the 5th. And we will be finding somewhere to go that evening and smoking some cigars. Probably going to be... Probably going to be sticks. Sticks. I'm thinking sticks is going to be the Wednesday night. We've even night. had a listener reach out and say they can be there on Wednesday. Yeah. So I think sticks is going to be our first adventure. I think sticks is going to be where we go on Wednesday, and then from there, on Thursday, February the sixth, we are spending the day in Indianapolis. I know I want to hit up uh, Burn by Rocky Patel. We've had some uh, listeners recommend uh, Nikki Blaine's, and if both of those are lame, we may end up back at sticks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then from there, we'll roll out of town on Friday. So Good times. Obviously, if you're in the Indianapolis area and want to uh, want to swing by, say hi, and uh, get, to, get to meet us and everything, we'd love to meet you. That's the whole point of this is to go and meet the listeners. I mean, it's not a, not a vanity thing on our part. Like, hey, come and meet us. It's more like we want to get to know who's listening to us. So Absolutely. Feel free to come on by and say hi and... And uh, light up a stick with us. So that's, we're looking uh, forward to that's it. That's the first stop. The second stop that we are looking at is in uh, Chicago. 
which would be February, I believe, 22nd, February 21st, 22nd. Yep. I think it's like a Friday, Saturday. We'd roll into town that Friday, find somewhere to go that night, and then uh, that Saturday, the 22nd, um, more than likely it'll just be me. I'm going to be tied up at a conference. Popping around. Yeah, Jeff's going to this snooze fest where i'm gonna go find some cigars so you know what i happen to enjoy learning about the freedom of information act yeah folks i'll let you decide who's gonna have a more fun time (laughs) me in the cigar lounge or jeff listening to an entire day's worth of of educational seminars about the freedom of information act (laughs) i'm a nerd anyway so yeah so we'll be up in the chicago area uh locations to be determined and everything like that but we'll let you know we might, might even get our good buddy Jackie Spinner to come out and meet up with us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make that happen. Oh, my. She's a journalism rock star, guys. Yeah. She did thwart her kidnapping. She did thwart a kidnapping. She was the bureau chief, I believe, for the Washington Post. I hope I'm getting that right, in Baghdad. That's correct. Yeah. She, she's a rock star. So. so if we can get her to come out and have a stick with uh, Nick and our friend Angela and myself, we would love to do that. Yeah. That'd be a good time. So that's the plan for the road show for February, as it stands right now. So and then we'll take a hiatus for a while, at least maybe till July when we hit Vegas. <laughs> maybe. 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 More to come. Yeah, we'll see. We're kind of flying by the seat of the pants with the road show. So we'll, we kind of we'll, are. It's really as, as uh, finances and time dictate. So yep. we'll, we'll figure this out. But Well, yeah. So uh, as we are coming to the conclusion of the cigar, final thoughts. I'm down is, to the nub, and I don't want to give it up. He is definitely down to the nub, yes. and he is he is clutching one of that little pens. itty bitty bit of cigar well, in between his hot dog and fingers. The fact <laughs> <that> it's <laughs> a torpedo <laughs> is making it very difficult to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps wanting to just run away from me. <clears throat> it's trying mm. to escape. It's funny, but no, it's a good cigar. It was, uh, you know, it had the pepper elements. It was it was smooth and creamy the whole way through. I did. Uh, like I said, the, 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 the smoke, you do get some aroma of coffee. I don't really get any taste of coffee. No. But, um, but yeah, it's a nice, smooth cigar. So, I don't... Uh, and again, the cigar is? This is the Pioneer Valley Maduro. Yep. Courtesy of the January My Monthly Cigars box. Well, Nick, it's been an episode. It has indeed. So, unless you have anything else for the uh, betterment of the cause. Nope. I think, I think we've covered a lot. We have covered a yeah. lot. So, well, folks... This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. (laughs) I'm Nick. That's Gator. Stay smoky, everyone.